afternoon drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome, Goodman Fry. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, Sasquatch and Wildcard Casino, they always have great promotions. Right now, they're giving away, get this, a Tesla. Yeah, giving away a Tesla with gas prices. Uh, yeah, getting a Tesla right now would be a pretty good deal, but if you don't want it, no problem. <laughs> They'll give you over $33,000 in cash instead. Grand prize drawing over the 4th of July weekend. So get on up there. You can play the really loose slots. They can't say that. I can. And you got to check out their sports book as well. Sasquatch and Wildcard. Family-owned casinos that treat you like family. Boy, don't you look dapper today. What's the occasion? I just wanted to bring the standard, the wardrobe standard of the show up a little bit. Well, by wearing a sport coat, you've definitely done that because I don't wear sport coats or Ever? No shirts. Even when you're doing your auction work? Well, not doing this show, I don't. But yes, I wear a suit, clearly, when I do that. But not when I come in and do the show. No, man, you look great in well, that 1980s blazer. I, I equate it to what we were talking about yesterday when we were talking about practice facilities for the Avalanche and the Nuggets. You like And to, I said if you if you raise the standard, add a little swagger, right. d- deliver some attitude, then you bring the quality right. of the operation up. Well, so I'm trying to bring the quality of the operation up and Danny's wearing a coat and tie in there. Well, I got to tell you, you really have stepped it up considering that jumpsuit you wore yesterday. So I, I that have was to agree. my that was my Nike International jacket. Please don't tell me that you have lots of clothing that has pants with drawstrings. No, good, I do not good because I'm a firm believer that once you start wearing pants with drawstrings, you have officially given up on the way that you look. <laughs> with that, time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Avalanche on to the Stanley Cup final. I'm not so sure if I'm even surprised that it looks so easy. I thought Edmonton might win a game or two, but I'll be honest, after watching game one, actually, let me take that back. After watching the first period of game one, the thing that stuck out to me the most was two things. One, Edmonton is far more physical than I thought they were, specifically on the forecheck. And boy, their defense is flat rotten. So you watched one period and suddenly became Nostradamus. No, I'm not saying I made predictions. I saw in the first period how porous their defense yeah. was. And they couldn't, it's as if they didn't have a system. Then uh, I believe it was the first avalanche goal, Mike Smith. <laughs> he had no anticipation or he was anticipating too quickly. And I'm thinking as Kale McCarr's goal. And all I, and all I thought to myself was this guy, I actually, I put it out on Twitter. This guy looks old and slow and you, their you know, defense didn't do many favors, but they were very aggressive hitting. You know why is because he's old and slow. 
He is, and that's how he looked. And I'm going to sit here and be honest. I really, really, really thought that Edmonton would win at least one game up there and probably two. Right. I thought it was going to come back here at two, two to two. And I did and, not. And and the one thing that bothers me is when people, when I say something like that, uh, it's either thrown back in my face or is it's attributed to just trying to stir it up, just trying to be contrary. No, when I say something here, I believe it. And I yeah. also... Why are you suggesting people are are, are you suggesting take, people in think the hot take age of of that's not a hot take of contrived extreme exaggerated opinions? I'm not talking about just this. I'm talking about anything. Well, because, in, my, in my writing, in my writing, I'm kind of a more of a hybrid co- commentator and reporter, and when I do that, I try to deliver an atmosphere and an an objective in a story to draw you to make your own conclusions. But what I say, what I believe, I believe I'm not, I'm not just throwing it out there to stir it up. Well, uh, let's use one guy as an example, our mutual friend, Joe Williams, who would throw stuff out there. The Irvin Joe show, he would throw stuff out there. He didn't believe. I don't believe. No, I don't believe. No, the whole thing went Nebraska and Colorado. Okay. There are there are hot take people out there. I don't think it was a hot take for you to say that the Oilers would win two games. I think a hot take would have been the Avs are going to win both games on the road by five goals. That is a hot take. But when people listen to when you have a microphone in front of you, when you have a keyboard in front of you, people are going to hold you to what you say. Some guy put on Twitter last night how you felt the Avs should have drafted Seth, Seth Jones. Jones. How long ago was that? 2013. And you know why I wrote that? Because I believed it. Right. Seth, I believe Seth Jones was going to be a mega prospect, was going to be a terrific defenseman, and he has he has not quite lived up to that high. No, but you know what? But he's a good player, and I could justify making that argument. I really believed it at the time. And it's also the example of when people post the, the very start of a column, you don't understand that after after the part you see there was some nuance, there was some gray area admission, saying it's more of a gut feeling than I sat down and watched seventy three hours of digital digital replays on these guys. It's, it was great. It was couched with a lot of qualifications, and you d- were not led in the you were not given the impression when you're looking at it in that context. That it was a very nuanced, careful position. Whether it's right or wrong, people in the media are held to the standard of being in the prediction business. And if you're wrong, I will remind you of that. I don't. Buy, I don't mind being reminded that I was wrong about stuff. I, 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 okay, I, I don't I, understand why I should be embarrassed. I didn't say that you should. Not one bit. But you should not be surprised that if you make a prediction, yes. that somebody might bring it up to you. Everybody's wrong. You, you know who's wrong in the media far more than sportscasters? Weathermen and women. <laughs> they're they're wrong far more Meteorologists. than that. So are you surprised that it looked this easy? And it yes. wasn't easy, but it was a sweep nonetheless. Yes, I am. I am surprised. That, that, it, that's the basic underlying reason. I think the other thing we had understood by the end of this series is was that Leon Dreisaitl was playing hurt. He looked like he went 15 rounds with Apollo Creed and kept getting up. If Whether you're an Avs Ain't fan or not. going to be no rematch. Well, there probably will be a rematch at some point, yeah. but it would not surprise me 
that if in the next two weeks it comes out that he had surgery on something or he, he, he was a, a warrior, even a high ankle sprain, something like that. Right. He was greatly inhibited in his play. And and the assumption that the Oilers were going to give them a tough time was based was based on the premise that Leon Dreisaitl was healthy. Now, I'm not. Even if he not, was healthy, they would have won the series. That's not a cop out. But if you were basing your assumption that it's going to be a competitive series on both of those two guys being 100 percent, you you turned out to be. You, you were let down by the reality. Watching last night's game, Terry, the Avs played through the specifically the second period, but even certainly the first period, some of the worst hockey they have played all year. Mm-hmm. They could not pass tape to tape. They looked disorganized. They looked disorganized on line shift changes. The passes, you're thinking, where are you passing to? They're turning the puck over, and I'm thinking, okay, that's fine. This just isn't their <laughs> night. And then Dreisaitl, of all guys, despite him being injured, misses as wide open of a net as you will yeah. get. And I put on Twitter immediately, and you can look it up on my timeline. I said, that miss right there, I have a feeling this game's going to go to overtime. And you know what? Right after he missed, right after he missed that shot, not even two minutes later, the Avs come down and score. I understand how it volleyed back and forth. Then it went to overtime. Avs won it. But you know what? What I also put on Twitter at that time, I will repeat as well. The Edmonton Oilers, specifically in the first two periods, and even more specifically the second period, played the best hockey they have played in this series. And the Avalanche easily played their worst game of the season, not season, of the playoffs Mm -hmm. in the opening two periods. And then I noted it's only a one-goal game right now, and that should tell you about the difference of these two teams. What this was reminiscent of, in my mind, was the January streak where they just won games, where they weren't playing particularly well, especially for specific stretches of games. And then they, they would find ways to win games. That was almost like it was replicated last night in Edmonton. Right. With that, we got another game tonight. Yep, Eastern Conference Final. It's going to be the Rangers against the Lightning. Avs fans, who are you rooting for? Who do you think is the better matchup for the Avalanche? Also, what should Bednar do with Francois or with Darcy Kemper? Going into game one of the final, we'll talk about that next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, smileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, Go to rmfp.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. 
Game four of the Eastern Conference Finals is tonight between the Rangers and the Lightning. Then game five would be on Thursday. Game six, if necessary, would be on Saturday. And game seven would be the following Tuesday. You and I have talked about um, a potential really long layoff for the Avalanche. And I'm not sure where I stand on this because and I'm curious to know what you think. If this goes six, if this definitely goes six, doesn't go seven, do you think they start it the following Saturday? And the only reason why I say, do you think they wait that long is because I know the NHL and the networks would like to start in prime time on a weekend. I think they want to start on the 18th. I, do I think too. that's what ABC wants. Yep. And that's what I think that's what they'll end up doing. They'll find a way to Even if it's a five game series? I, no, they, they, have to, they it, can't wait that long. The Avalanche right. wait's going to be at least eight days. Right. The Rockies wait was how many days? Eight days. Yeah. Right. With that, if it goes five games, I think they start on the 15th. If it goes six games, I think they will they will be able to conveniently say, we're going to wait a week. And that's okay. It gets them in the prime time. gets them on ABC. Right. It'll be fun. Right. And I, I really- Day of my wedding, but that's I, okay. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Are you going to be like looking at the game and you're- No. Is it the same time? I might. I might, you know, in between everybody else's speeches. I know I'm going to get ripped. So I might as well give myself some form of entertainment. And during the reception, probably, or is it, will it be the reception or will it be the wedding itself? The wedding is at four. So, no, I don't have to worry about the game being on. We'll be well into the reception by that point. But will I check the score? Yeah. But I'm not going to ask for a TV to be wheeled in. No. Well, you hear cheers at inopportune moments. There won't be. I have some friends who are big-time hockey fans, but I don't think anybody off the top of my head going to the wedding is going to be dying to know okay. what is going on in the game. Because okay. we have we have out-of-town guests from Scotland and Australia. I can promise you they don't care. But I digress. Lightning or Rangers, who is the better matchup? When you say better matchup, what do you mean? For the fans? For the Avalanche? For the Avalanche, period. Avalanche, more, period. More... More amenable to winning the series. Yeah, it has. Listen, uh, what's a better matchup for the networks? Uh, it would be the New York Rangers. Really? Oh, well, of course. I know. Right. You told me to stop. No. But with that, what's a better matchup for the Abs? The better matchup for the Abs is the New York Rangers. Uh, I agree. And what the New York Rangers are now are a team. Let's say the Denver Broncos about to play the Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs. Well said. And. The Rangers are on the verge of being a great team. Well, they're, but you know what? The, they're the, not there yet. The Broncos, you can make the case, even though they lost to Jacksonville, you can Mark make the, Brunel. You can make the case the Broncos were there. They just gagged. Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah, and it the actually Rangers helped them are, the next two years. No doubt. No doubt. The Rangers are considered to be a year away. Those Broncos, I don't yeah, think, were considered were, to be a year away. No, but... but I, I would make it as just alluding to the fact that they're not going to win it this year, whether it was the Avalanche or anybody else in the Stanley Cup final. Right. And I do. I think they're a year away. Chris Drury's doing a terrific job. Chris, we all remember Chris Drury. Yep. Traded away in 2003. Joe Sackick's road roommate. That would give a, a, a healthy story. Plus, he did play a little baseball, too. I don't know if you've ever seen film of that or not. No. They've only showed that. More times than Darren Darren McCarty and no. Claude Lemieux fighting, but I, I think that's the case with with the uh, Rangers. It would be a fascinating, fun series. 
But there's something to be said for watching a team going for a three-peat. And I think you could sell the, the Lightning as, a, as an entertaining aspect of the Stanley Cup Finals also. I'll, I'll try and lay it out why I think the Rangers are a better fit. And the Lightning do have the best goaltender in the world when he plays well. When he plays well. Right now, he's on the Mount Rushmore of goalies. Is that fair to say? Yes. But if you base it on this seat, this postseason only, he would not be. It's like he's just holding time until the finals. But the truth is, but the truth is, once you're etched on Mount Rushmore, you are not taken off. He's <laughs> he's there. He is there. Teddy but, Roosevelt is, is not going to come down? No, not for anybody. But the point is, is that Vasilevsky is there. He's not going anywhere. And maybe, I don't want to say father time, but maybe all of the time that they have spent playing hockey over the last nearly three seasons, maybe that has caught up to him a little bit. I think symbolically it would be a, another way to salute the avalanche for how fast they've gotten, how good they are now. It, it's, it's a legitimate test to be playing a team going for a 3 P. Well, And I think in that sense... They would remove the last asterisk. It would be a very symbolic gesture that they, they get rid of the king of the mountain in the finals. Well, allow me to use the cliche that will be used by 70% of all journalists covering this series. Yes. It will be, if the Avs win, it'll be a passing of the torch. Because that's how it will be looked at if the Avs go on to win well, the series. It will be the passing of the Stanley Cup. You, I think you understand. Yes, I Okay. Do. Well, when you say passing of the torch yes. of, say, Mahomes and Brady in the Super uh -huh. Bowl, it's not called passing of the Lombardi Trophy. Okay. It's called passing of the torch, just like it would be the okay, same I thing guess. said. Point is, when I, look, when I look at both goalies, clearly they are much better than what the Avs have in Franco's and Kemper combined. You take the best of both of those guys, they're not Vasilevsky, and they are not, um, and, I, and I know his name. Shesterkin. Shesterkin, excuse me. Shesterkin has proven to be vulnerable in these playoffs, despite being the best goalie in hockey this year. Oh, he was terrific. But he was terrific, but he has been bludgeoned more than a few times in but, these playoffs. The thing about goaltending, though, in this case is, the great goaltender cannot be great in the playoffs. An average goaltender can be great in the playoffs. I, I, maybe it's unfair to Jonathan Quick, but the Kings won two, the Stanley Cup twice. When second, he, second time around, he wasn't very good. No, and he, he isn't one of the top ten goaltenders in the world. He's pretty darn close, but he's not, he's not the absolute elite. He was, he was great when they won the cup for the first time. The second time, you can make the 12 case. And 14. You can make the case the second time around, he was pedestrian. Mm -hmm. And that's not a knock. I'll, I'll give you a guy who was pedestrian throughout his almost his entire career. And his, his, his career mirrors that of Joe Flacco. No joke. When you look, Joe Flacco has no shot at getting into the Hall Mark of Fame. Andre Fleury? No. Joe Flacco has no shot of getting to the Hall of Fame, nor should he be. However, he went on a playoff run for the ages. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Broncos were included in that in 2012. But he had a tremendous playoff run and won the MVP. Mm -hmm. But when you look at what he's done during the regular season, he's been average to maybe better than average. You know who mirrors that perfectly? Mike Vernon. 
Oh, yeah. Mike Vernon. Calgary and Detroit. Dynamite in two playoff series. You look at his career numbers, his save percentage is under 90%. Mm -hmm. His goals against average is way up there for a guy with that type of resume in the playoffs. But with Shesterkin, he has been bludgeoned in these playoffs Mm -hmm. at times. He has been brilliant as well. And then you look at Vasilevsky. We know what he can do. Defensively, when you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, the left side of their defense is outrageously good. Outrageously good. I'll go along with you on Victor Hedman. No question. Victor Hedman is unbelievable. When you look at Fox with the Rangers, they have a bunch of young defensemen who are very good, but they're not the Avs. Offensive, specifically, McCarr and Taves. Wait, offensively? Fox is close to their class. Yes, close. He is close to McCarr, but he's not McCarr. He is not McCarr. Quoting, quoting Wayne Gretzky, McCarr is as close to Bobby Orr as you can get. And Fox is not there yet. McCarr is not close to Bobby Orr yet, but he's going to be there very, very, very Exactly. Soon. Offensively, for the Rangers and the Lightning, they are not the Avs' offense either. It's certainly the speed. They are not. But if they get a, either one of them gets the, the exceptional goaltending, their goaltender is capable yes, of, it right. changes the nat- nature of the series. No question about it. So with that, would you rather face a playoff-tested team that could be exhausted with all the hockey they played or a team that is really young that you can say, A, they're not ready for the big moment, or B, they're so naive, they think they should be there and they'll play loose. I would rather face the team that is young and and playing in a series that might be too big for them, although they've won a pair of seven-game series. I would agree with that, but I also think this Avalanche team's attitude is so exceptional. They're saying all the right things. They're doing all the right things. Are they saying the right things, or do you think they believe it? That's what I'm getting to here in in the sense of they're saying all the right things. And you can see Nathan McKinnon really believes his redirection of the spotlight. By By that, I don't mean he's denigrating himself as a talent. Right. What he's doing is trying to get the spotlight on other people and under, understanding that it takes a roster-wide contribution and it, but his praise of Kale McCarr has been effusive the last few weeks, especially during the playoffs. Well, the thing is, for as great as McKinnon has been, McCarr has been better. And I'll, I'll give you one reason why. Well, except for the St. Louis series. Fine. Well, no, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that either. Well, McKinnon wasn't great in the St. Louis series either. Okay. What McCarr has done is, even when he's not contributing offensively, I got to tell you something. He made Connor McDavid look pedestrian. Yeah. He made the best. Everyone calls him the best player in the game. I'm not going to say he shut him down, but boy, did he make him look like just another player on the ice. So McCarr doesn't have to put up five points in a clinching game, but defensively, he has been consistently terrific. He has had some hiccups. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on that. He, he had a hiccup, I believe, in, uh, what, the first game in Nashville or the first game against Nashville. Mm-hmm. He's had some hiccups, but defensively, he's been as rock solid as, as, as anyone playing in the playoffs right now. The other point about the Avalanche I'd like to make, though, on the, along those lines, though, 
is, yeah, they're saying the right things, but especially about, about you never get the honest answer from athletes and coaches anyway about who you'd like to play. I don't really think they care who they play. It's almost as if... You know why they don't care? They're, so, they're defiant, they're proud, they're... They don't feel anybody can beat them, so bring anybody our way. But I'll tell you, um, I, I would try and convince all of them, you should be rooting for the blue shirts, not the team with, that wears blue with no, the but, lightning bolt on. No, no, but they could be so arrogant to say, bring on the two-time defending champions because that would be a further affirmation of our greatness. You could make that case, right? Because The swagger on this team right now is just palpable. Right. I mean, l- let's look at some Super Bowls that have been played where the best team out of one conference didn't get there. And you wonder... Oh, God, the Minnesota Vikings. Right. I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. And it goes back to my childhood. The team that the Bears should have played were the Miami Dolphins, which was the only team that beat them in the regular and season. they played the Patriots. They, and they whacked them. And they absolutely Listen. whacked them. But what if it was Marino again? How would that have turned out? So the the two best teams in hockey this year were Florida and the Avalanche, according to the regular yeah. season standings. But what team do you want to face the least in the playoffs? I'd rather face Florida than Tampa, a battle-tested team with the goalie that they have coming up after the break. What should DeBednar do about who starts in goal? There are a lot of people who suggested going into the third period last night, Kemper should have gone in. Now, Bednar has a lot of time to think about, should Kemper go in or should they roll with Francois? Also, if you believe a team needs great goaltending to win a Stanley Cup, how can you honestly pick the Avs to win this series? That's next. I left my body lying somewhere in the sands of time. But I watch the world flow to the dark side of the moon. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, Go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Low T99. Testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to lowt99.com. All right, Bednar has a decision to make, or maybe he doesn't. Should it be Kemper or Fransos? Game one. Last night when Darcy Kemper was on the bench, ready, capable of playing and capable of going in if something happened with Pavel Francis, including he blew completely up. That tells you he's ready. Yep. There was no reason he would not put him on the bench as the potential backup or replacement if he didn't believe that he was 100% ready. So I think we can tackle this question from the assumption that it's no longer an it's no longer a debate or even an issue about his physical. So he's starting. About his physical. Who are you starting? I'm starting Francois. I'm not. Why? Kemper's the better goalie. You think so? 
I'm not even sure of that. I don't think so. I know so. He is the better goalie. They've had similar statistics over the course of the year. Francis has stepped in and played pretty well when he's needed to. Uh, But I don't even think it goes back to a judgment of how they played the regular season. It's a judgment of who the players and the team is most comfortable with now. And I I think right now they're more comfortable with Pavel Francis after after, uh, Kemper's continued repeated train wreck. I I want you to extrapolate that out. And the reason this is why I say this. We are not allowed to go into the locker room. Okay. (laughs) I am guessing, so we can't talk to the players, not that they would give up that information anyway. What makes you believe that? Is that what you believe or is that information that you have? It's what I believe. Okay. You can't, you're right. The ability to do have casual in-depth, Revealing conversations with players is pretty much non-existent the last three years okay. and still will be. And you can't sit down with somebody, turn, not turn on the recorder, digital or otherwise, and have a casual conversation with a player. With that, um, I think it should be Kemper, and I think it will be Kemper. With that, when you look at the goaltending for the Avs right now, and they're going to either face uh, uh, Sterkin, Sterkin or... Um, thank you very much. Um, th- those guys have been terrific, right? I mean, at least Vasilevsky historically, and then Shesterkin during this year. during this the regular season. So, if you believe, and you and I had this conversation, if you believe that a team has to have a great goalie to win sixteen games and win a Stanley Cup. You can't pick the Avs, can you? You know what you have to have is... You can't pick the Avs. Yes, you can. Because their goalie... Yes, you can. goaltending's inferior, by far. If you buy the if you buy the argument that you have to have a great goaltender to win the Stanley Cup... You believe that. Part, you told no, me that. Nope. But part of the argument is, is an ancillary point, which is you can have a goaltender playing great. And there is a difference. None of these guys... Outside of... Outside of Game 2... You don't think... Outside of Game 2 and Game 3 against Edmonton. We've seen example after example in the playoffs of average goaltenders stepping up and having phenomenal no, no, runs no, no, in the playoffs. No, no, no. That, that's fine. I'm talking about these guys. Outside of Game 2 with Fransos and Game 3, where have Kemper and Fransos been great? They haven't been. No, they haven't. So, so, okay, so so don't tell me the argument. Don't give me the argument. No, Fransos is not in that realm. No, yet. no. What I'm saying is this. Please listen to me. What I'm saying to you is I agree with you. You can have an average goaltender catch fire in the playoffs, but neither of the Avs goalies have done that. But, so we, No, there is but no there's, But there's a finals left for one of them to step I'm, up I'm and talking, do it. Okay, fine. That's fine, but we don't know that. I'm going by their history in the playoffs, and right now neither guy is hot. If one of them is like J.S. Jaguar was in winning the Smythe Trophy as the losing goaltender in the uh, – 2007, I believe it was, NHL playoffs, then the Avalanche could have better goaltending. Better goaltending than either Vasilevsky or Shisterka, I, I don't Because be- that was the greatest playoff goaltending. I I've do ever not seen. believe either guy, no matter who is starting, is going to be great, stand on their head and steal wins. So, my because they haven't shown me that. You just wanted to get standing on your head into the, the conversation. Point is. Neither of these guys have shown that ability. So I, I, have, no. No, I have no delusion that they're going to. So if the I Av- think it's possible. 
anything's possible. Yes. Okay. That's why that's what but that's, that's what make the hockey Okay, but that's, that's what makes the hockey playoffs better than the NBA playoffs is because anything can happen. I understand including that. Including in one of these two avalanche goaltenders standing on his head, eh? Give me okay. Give me a team that is most comparable to these avalanche that has won a cup. I, I started out with looking at it, uh, the 1980, the 1980 Islanders, the start of a four, four time champion run from 80 to 83 with Brian Trottier, Mike Bossy, Clark Gillies, Got Billy it. Smith and Chico Resch splitting the time and goal that Billy Smith took over as the number one goal. And he was terrific. And he was, terrific. yes, he, yes, he was. So that's your example. So I'll give you, a well, back. and then the 80, then the, uh, and then the '84 Oilers. Now you're missing the point. Through '90, you're missing it with with Gretzky, Gretzky. Messier, Gretzky not for the last one. Well, well you, you wait. You're you ask me. You ask me to compare a team to the. You're, compa- you're comparing Gretzky, Messier, Curry. Yes. Three Hall of Famers to what the Avs have. Yes. Uh, and coffee. They're going to have at and least coffee, and they're going to have at least three Hall of Famers. To me, the best example are the Blackhawks over the last ten years who have won titles. Yeah. Marginal goaltending, outstanding offense, and shutdown defense. Okay, I think we're all we're in the same boat on all of this. That to me is is the greatest parallel because Corey Crawford was nothing special. He was pretty good. He was nothing special. No, he was pretty good. They did not win a cup because of him at all. And the other guy that they had, what was his name? Anti. Let- <laughs> yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. He was nothing special. Neither guy was very special during their careers. Neither guy was very special during the playoffs. But with Taves and Kane and Sharp, and then on the back end, Duncan Keith, they had marginal goaltending. They had marginal goaltending, and that is exactly what the Avs are. But right I don't now. think that the, you're 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 making this mutually exclusive. My my example could be just as sound or more so than your example. Well, the examples hold up. Okay, what I'm saying is is that. Those Blackhawks teams, with the talent that they have on the ice, your forward combinations, your defensive pairings, and then what you have in goal, to me, best reflects how the Avalanche are currently set up. A team that could score, a team that can shut you down defensively and block a whole bunch of shots because they had to protect a goalie that wasn't great. So let's look at the 84 Oilers who won the first of the day. They won the cup five times in seven years. And who was it? Fuhrer or Osgood? Who it was Fuhrer or, or Fuhrer was Moog. a rookie. Was it Moog? Andy Moog? Yeah, Fuhrer was a rookie on that team. They had Glenn Anderson, Paul Coffey, Wayne Gretzky, of course, Yari Curry, Kevin Lowe on defense, Dave Semenko. Uh, roughing everybody up. How many? How many uh, Hall of Famers are on that team? I'd have to count them back up. Well, roughly five. Five. And how many are on this team besides McCarr and McKinnon? Well, that's two right there. That's oh, that's it. Well, you, they, you they, think there's? You don't think there's going to be any more Hall of Famers? I didn't say there isn't. I'm saying there's no slam dunk as we sit here right now. Those five guys are Hall of Famers. Okay. Those five guys are Hall of Famers. Period. That's un- yeah. that's not debatable. Rantanen is he a Hall of Famer? I don't know. Is Landeskog? Yeah. N- 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 I don't know. Numbers wise, I think winning a cup will get him. Yes. will get him there. He'll He's, be recognized as a leader, also. I think he will be too. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it. Well, the Avalanche have a very impressive road record this postseason. We'll talk a little bit about that, and if it's more impressive 
or less impressive than a similar record that the Warriors are enjoying right now. Uh, also, Odell Beckham making a splash at his coach's wedding. Uh, Eric, since you're getting married, I thought this was an interesting story to okay. touch on as well. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. And the walls kept tumbling down in the city that we Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Mighty Plumbing and Heating and Air. They are the only company I would work with for all three of those things, heating, air, and plumbing, because they've done two of those things in my house. Around this time last year, my HVAC unit crapped out. It was like 16, 17 years old. They showed up on time. I got the best product out there, Rudd, and I could not have been any happier. And then the same technician who came out to my house and said, I'm having a problem with my toilet. And, he, and I said, do we, does somebody else need to come out here? He goes, no, I do that too. I'm thinking, wow, how great is that? Somebody who checks all three boxes. That is mighty plumbing, heating, and air. That those are the type of people that Kevin, the owner, hires. With that, Kevin, how are you, my friend? Doing good, Eric. How are you? I am great, and I'm feeling cool because my air conditioning unit is working great, just like you promised me it would. Now, for people who are looking to get an HVAC unit, and I got mine around this time last year, why is it better to do it now than maybe three or four months down the road? Great question, Eric. So... At the end of this year, we're going to have a change uh, brand-wise, so all brands in the industry, which is going to re-rate, and everybody's coming out with new equipment that's going to be more energy efficient, and we're not going to be able to sell the old efficiencies that we have now. So pricing is going to go up. The number one thing is pricing. You're going to pay 20 30% more. So instead of limping a system on this year, I'd highly recommend you replace it now so you don't have to worry about anything and get affected by the uh, change that's coming. Okay, let's say for the sake of argument, you have a unit that's seven years old, clearly, or you would think it doesn't need to be replaced. Maintenancing it, however, make sure that you will not have to replace it sooner than later. Tell us about the 30-point inspection you have going on right now. That's correct. So we'll come out, we're going to check everything, and uh, it's been shown in... uh, We've seen it ourselves that if we maintenance it yearly like we're supposed to, you can get 15, 20 years out of these systems. Uh, so we'll go through and make sure that it's going to be safe and it's also going to work at uh, its optimal uh, working capacity for you all summer long. By the way, you're called Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air, but you do more than just that. What other things do you offer? So we're full service. So we do plumbing, heating, air conditioning, drain cleaning, uh, sewer replacements, duct cleaning, and we also do aerosil, so that'll help with the uh, air loss of your ducts, make your home more comfortable. Is there anything you don't do, like do my laundry? Um, I prefer not to do laundry, but we'll walk the dogs, wash the car, stuff like that. Laundry, I'm not a fan of. 
So if I get a new furnace, uh, how many weeks will you walk my dog? <laughs> Depends how nice your dog is. Very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, requires maybe a couple of treats a day. And, and let, you know, as the saying goes, he will be your best friend. I have no doubt yeah, about we'll that. We'll just have him come hang out at the office for a few months. No, you can't. Break. No, you can't take him. Nope. No, I'd rather walk him <laughs> myself. How do people get a hold of you, Kevin? Uh, best way is mightyph.com. My man, stay cool, and we'll talk soon. Talk to you later, Eric. See, see you, buddy. Mightyph.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, after last night's win in Edmonton, the Avalanche are undefeated 7-0 on the road this postseason. Uh, So a perfect record on the road. Another perfect record in the playoffs. The Warriors, a perfect 18-0 in playoff series in the Western Conference under Steve Kerr. I know it's apples and oranges, and one is one year, one is over several years, but which of those... Do you think is more impressive? Well, they've done 18 in a row, right? Yeah, but there are losses in there. Those are just series wins. Oh, oh, 18. So 18 series they've won in the Western Conference. So they've gotten to a couple finals and lost. But under Steve Kerr, every time they've made the playoffs, they have made it to the finals. I think that's pretty impressive. I'd have to to take that over the short-term small sample. You take who? The, The Warriors. Yeah, I would take the Warriors as well. Plus, they're more proven with all the titles that they have as well. I mean, the core of their team is still there. A lot made about home uh, ice advantage for the playoffs, but yeah, I guess because it's such a long, sustained period of success, that is very, very impressive. But I, lo- I, I think what the Avs done, have done this postseason, incredibly impressive also to win every game they've played on the road in the playoffs. Oh, no question about it. But one of the things I also like about hockey is is uh, the the having home ice is is no guarantee necessarily in basketball it's so predictable much of the time about what's going to happen yeah often said that the series doesn't start until somebody wins a game on the road so i've heard that before. officially the nba finals have started and i think that means that the eastern conference finals have yet to begin in the right. stanley cup playoffs. The, the game one the game one of the of the nba series was just mouth dropping Incredible, incredible comeback by the Celtics. Just in case you missed it, Odell Beckham Jr. crashed Sean McVay's wedding over the weekend, which was fine with the Rams head coach, who only invited L.A.'s captains from last season and some retired Rams he has good relationships with still. Eric, your wedding is coming up. Who is an athlete you'd be pleasantly surprised with their crashing of your wedding, uh, even if Mandy maybe is not so thrilled about it? Well, there are two athletes who are going to be there. So Nick Ferguson, longtime friend of mine, will be there. Mike Pritchard will be there. Um, I invited Jason Hirsch, but he could not make it. Um, he decided he had to, like, bathe his cat or something. If I don't have a relationship with somebody, why would I want... I, if Peyton Manning stopped by my wedding, honestly, I'd be like, 
thanks for coming, but what are you doing here? We're not friends. How about Owen Wilson? Is he coming? No, but Vince Vaughn is. Oh. Yes. And you know what? Mandy and I just watched that movie the other day. One of the greatest movies of all, yeah, it's, all time. It's pretty funny. Oh, it's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. You can, you, can you do the speech by heart? Which speech? Well, uh, several speeches in the movie. No, I cannot. Um... No, I haven't memorized those lines just yet. Why can you? So it's not it's not your slap shot. I can tell you the whole script of slap shot. I can't do it of Wedding Crashers. No. No. Wedding Crashers is a great movie, though. I don't know if I'd really. Would you want an athlete crashing your wedding? I mean, sure. Why not? Would you? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. I th- I feel like it would be a little bit of a stressful moment because you put so much planning into it. And that's one of the things Sean McVay says is you put a lot of thought into the guest list so you don't hurt anyone's feelings. That's right. But then if somebody shows up and it's like, well, we don't have somewhere for you to sit and we don't really have, we might not have a plate for you. Right. And, but he said his mom was happy that Odell was there. She said he was the nicest yeah. guy and he's very handsome in person. So I'm sure that there would be uh, pros and cons. We have, a pr- we have a pretty small wedding list. It's only like 60 of us. So yeah, if somebody showed up, I suppose... Yeah, you're more than welcome to come in, have a couple fireball shots, knock yourself out, but it's not like I'm to sit around and want to spend time with you if I barely even know you. But Odell Beckham Jr., I think, knows you know Sean McVay pretty well. Yes, and he and McVay used it as leverage to try to say, now you've got to re-sign with the team, you crashed my wedding. As long as he's healthy. Was he dancing at the wedding? I can neither confirm nor deny if there was he dancing. He was dancing with Elaine Bennis. Whoa, well, not not couples dancing. No. You, you don't want a couple's dance with Elaine Bell. You just want to put her on the floor and let her do her thing so you can all get a good laugh. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I saw something really cool. I know we're running late on time. I saw this on Twitter today, and the groomsman and Mandy and her maid of honor have all agreed to this. Saw something on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw this. This was done somewhere in the UK where they interviewed. I did see it. All of the grooms, not all of them, but some of the groomsmen the groom, the bride, and some of the maids of honor, if that's what you want to call them. And they said, on video, this is my first drink. And then hours later, this is my last drink. And it was an absolute riot. How drunk. How degenerating. How, yes, how you completely fell apart. The bride was a riot. Right, Danny? It was very amusing. I was in the sauna today. When I, before I work out, I go in the sauna, and I was on Twitter. I was, there were other people in there. I was laughing out loud with my earphones on. I'm thinking, these people must think I'm absolutely nuts. But we all agreed that's what we are going to do with the wedding. I can't believe I missed that. You want to see it? It's still on Twitter. Yeah, I'll show you can it to find you. it. I'll show it to uh, you. I'm sure I'll be able to I'll, find I'll show it to you during the break. All right, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store. You can try out the appliances before you buy them, not to mention their sales staff. As experienced as you're going to get, if you want something to fit your budget, they can help you out with that. Something high-end, redesign your kitchen, they can do that as well. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Wayne Gretzky compared Kale McCarr to Bobby Orr. Wow. Is it too early for those comparisons? And is McCarr the best player on the Avs? And they actually had this conversation on the TNT set last night. If you can start a team with just one player, who would it be? Connor McDavid, Kale McCarr, Austin Matthews. We'll talk about it next. Baby, so why don't you kill me? Drive by body pyramids.